I'm Lisa Hyde, and welcome to the Confidence Crown Podcast. I believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is freedom. It all starts with your journey into self-belief and creating the confidence to live your life with abundance. Ladies, it's time to earn and own your crown and be the yes queen you are destined to be. Together, let's make it rain. Welcome back, babes. I'm super excited about this season's lineup of amazing, powerful, and ultra-badass women who are examples for all of us on how we can get it done. Welcome back, ladies. I am beyond excited to introduce you to today's guest. Sarah Pendrick is with us. She's Girl Talk Network. I'm sure you are all familiar with her on Instagram because she is the amazing pink lady. (laughs) If you check out her page, it is just full of positivity and pinkness and love. And she supports women of all kinds. And Sarah... I know you've got a ton going on, so I'd love for everyone to hear it from you um, because, man, woman, every time I speak to you, there is something new on your plate. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I know we've been talking about doing this for a while, so I'm so excited. We get like a little bit of a catch up, but then we'll have to do more after. But I don't know where to start. I feel like I'm constantly getting to work on so many different things and expanding my plate, and that is something in the last four months, I've actually learned to shift and embrace. Awesome. Hmm. Where should we start? Okay. So my event will be coming out soon. Um, anyone that follows me has either probably been to it or seen it. It's a women empowered and women empowerment event. It's actually the first thing that I did to launch my girl talk brand about three to four years ago. I'm always so, so excited about that, bringing women into a place in person. I love doing it online and offline. Um, You and I were just talking offline about a TV show that I have coming out, which I can't say too much about yet, but it's just all around women supporting each other and more ways for us to connect all around the world and talk about our stories and like where we get to go and you know, really sharing like the secrets and connecting like you, the reason that you have your podcast, more opportunities to do things like that. And then I have a tech company. I'm also a speaker. I am all about creating. So basically a serial entrepreneur that is just heart centered and also like interested in a bunch of different things. So Fantastic. Yeah. Well, again, almighty <laughs> and always pink. Please know yeah. <laughs> pink is part of the process. Well, Sarah, since we talk a lot here about confidence and building it and how we get there, you have had quite a story yourself where you've come over quite a few obstacles in your life. um, And yet you always rise to the top. I'm wondering if you might want to share one of your stories about how you've overcome some past issues. Yeah. So for me, I mean, I love the topic of confidence. I think it's something that we all get to practice. It doesn't come to anyone naturally, and it's always an evolving process. So I've had different journeys and different things that have happened in my life. And for me, it always comes down to, I might have not, I did not know this then, but I know it now. It is a choice and a constant practice. So I don't even know which story to share. Um, I don't know. Where do you want me to go? Like, Well, you know, what's cool is... People love, and this happens to me all the time, people want to know, like, I guess, where was the struggle? How did you overcome an obstacle? Because what they see on Instagram 
Look, yes. your life is beautiful. You're married. Yeah. You have an amazing business. You've got all these wonderful women that you're empowering. You, you know, it looks, you're Instagrammable, right? Everything yeah. is perfect, but no one's life is perfect. And I think that's part of the mystique of, you know, really letting people in kind of behind the curtain. And what we're trying to do here is make sure people know, listen, it took me this long to get here. I stumbled this many times. So everyone's got a story and a journey. And I just think it's nice when people can say, oh my God, wait, but she looks so perfect. How could that possibly be that she stumbled here? Yeah. So, you know, I love that. Um, And with the Instagram comment, I of course my life is not perfect. I'm super grateful for it. I've worked so hard for everything that I get to do and everything that I have. And I also am a creative person and kind of like that artist mindset. So I make my Instagram the way that it looks because I love like beautiful things that inspire you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, at the same time, I'm very open and vulnerable when anyone has any questions or wants to know what my journey is. And I didn't just like wake up and have opportunities or things that I'm doing handed to me. Um, I will say, and I do talk about this, is I've always known what my purpose is. And I know that everyone doesn't feel like they knew that. And so just like one little tip for everyone listening right now, you definitely are here on this planet for a purpose. And the way that you can figure that out, if you aren't sure, is think back to the thing, your youngest age of when you knew something lit you up and something that you just like wanted to do. Like if I were to ask you, what did you want to do at age four? You would have an answer. And I wanted to be an agent. I tell people this all the time. I knew I was going to be a talent agent. Five years old, I was scribbling the logo. There was no doubt. And I actually went and worked at that company. It was, it was set in stone at five. So, so, so many people, like they forget. They're like, oh, I don't know. It's so easy for you because you say like, you knew what your purpose was. And it's like, think back to your earliest memory. Like you've known like something that lit you up and some gift that you had, like that didn't just magically pop into your brain that you wanted to be an agent. Before somebody told you you couldn't do it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the big catch. I knew all those things. I knew that I wanted to help people. I knew that I was going to have a show that was going to be some sort of transformational space for women. And I also had my first business plan when I was a teenager. But along the way, my confidence was not as strong as it is today. And it is today because of practice. It's a choice every single day. But I had people telling me that I couldn't do that, that I should. I've come up across so much bullying amongst like, especially in my younger years with other girls at the time. Um, You know, I've dealt with things that many women have and almost every single woman that's listening has dealt with that, whether it's like bullying or sexual assault or, you know, being knocked down, told you can't do something, being rejected, all of those things. And especially with our deepest wounds, since we, all the things that we struggle with today are from when we were younger. Absolutely. Yes. We were talking about that a lot. We were actually talking about that this week, um, about childhood wounds and someone asked me a question. I was like, wait a second. I had the worst buck teeth ever. I looked like a rabbit. I mean, they were giant protruding and separating. I mean, it was, I was a rabbit and my almond shaped eyes, which I love now were a horrific childhood gift. 
Um, It was something that I got teased about every single day. And it's odd. These are both things that I really love about myself now. But as a kid, I was just, I'd cover my mouth. I didn't want people to see my teeth, um, my eyes. I wouldn't look people in the, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so nuts. I know. That we let others influence us. Um, but it's so beautiful when we let it all go. Yeah. So what I really do, I, I, I love sharing the struggles and I definitely will tell someone how I got to where I am, but I also really love sharing like, okay, what did I do to get past it? You know, like every, like now I'm so aware and I'm constantly, I'm a student of life. So I'm constantly working on things and anything that I come up against now, I'm like, I know where it came from. Good. You get to like the heart of where something comes from. It's so like, you get to be aware, you get to let things go and you get to like have compassion on yourself rather than like, why does this keep happening? Like, why do I doubt myself? Like so-and-so doesn't doubt herself. I just did a post on Instagram about comparison and it's like, everyone doubts themselves. Yeah. Like the, like I will be stepping into something next week and I'm going to have that doubt creep in. But the thing that helps me the most is being super focused on where does that come from so that you get to let it go. And it comes from so much of our childhood stuff. Just like you said, being bullied for your teeth looking a certain way might sound silly now, but it makes a huge impact. I got bullied about how my body looked. Yeah. And oh yeah. I, I, I could, I have a list. It's a laundry yeah. list. It was everything. Yeah. <laughs> was so everything. what I really like love talking about and that lights me up more than anything is what do we get to do about it now? Absolutely. And even you saying like the Instagrammable things, like there was a time in my journey when I was first starting girl talk that I almost felt like I wasn't able to share my accomplishments and I didn't want everything to look as beautiful as like I wanted it to be because I didn't want people to come to my page and judge and be like, well, what, what has she gone through? And that's something that I've recently released because yes, of course I've been through a lot, but the thing that's make has made the difference is the work that I've done and to where that I'm able to say like, Hey, I've taken my pain and made it into purpose. And I don't, I don't need to prove myself. No, you're, and you're worthy of sharing your gifts on all sides. You worked hard for what you have. I wasn't wasn't doubting that. It was just, you do have a beautiful aesthetic. There is something about oh, yeah. you and your page that, I mean, you are definitely your walking brand. You are you for sure. There's no yeah. doubt about it. You can definitely. see Sarah a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's her. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That, I guess the, when you bring that up, I guess that's a really good point of that's actually something that I struggle with because I would hide that. because I didn't want people to think like, oh, well, what has she been through? And then I realized that I don't have to prove that. Right. And we've all been through something. That's that's the crazy part. There is no perfect life. Nothing is really Instagrammable. Like we, we really do all come with bumps and bruises and, you know, we're all working our way through life, but it's about finding joy every day and not letting others, others opinions pull us down. So I love that. And so do you mind an example of something that maybe even recently that you were kind of stumbling over and then you realized, oh my gosh, this is still something I'm thinking about from my childhood. And then how did you overcome it? How did you tell yourself? So for me, what is in my gap per se, and it's like a, you could call it a trigger or let's call it a trigger, like a limiting belief. Perfect. It, It comes down to fear. And for me, it's that fear of judgment. And so 
no matter where I've been on my journey, it always still, it pops up. And that's when I'm realizing like, oh, I'm going to all these things and reading and learning and I want to overcome this. And I've started to realize that like, it's not going to be something that I'm going to overcome, but something that I get to have compassion for and realize where it comes from. And that would hold me back a lot in going to the next level of things and showing up completely myself is that fear in the back of my mind. And for me, so everyone that's listening can think about like, what's something that a trigger or limiting belief that constantly shows up for you, no matter how successful, no matter what relationship you're in or not in, like what's the one thing that constantly shows up and not to push it away, but to get curious about it. Absolutely. So I kept uncovering like, why? Oh, because I got bullied or because this happened or this person told me I couldn't do this or I was rejected from this or, you know, I was abused, whatever it is, you know, that's part of it. But then I really, really got down to the fact of like my influences, the things that when you are observing the rest of the world and what your family is doing and people around you are doing, you're adopting their way of being. And then you're also adopting what people say you can't or can't do, can or can't do. So even though I was born with this purpose and like this drive of knowing and believing myself, my conditions and my surroundings and your, those generational things also get in the way. So I'm like, wow, like uncovering, like this is language from people in my family. Yeah. This is when, you know, my parents may have said, you can't do this, not because they didn't believe in me, but when I'm a child, I'm interpreting it like that, but because right. they were scared and they didn't believe in it or they didn't see those possibilities. Absolutely. So right now, like it's been such a gift to, start really realizing that. And I have a whole life of that trigger in my mind. So I get to spend the rest of my life reprogramming it and learning how to be in relationship rather than like kicking it out of the car and being like, no, this doesn't exist because it does. Right. right. But then making a choice to wake up and be like, I'm not going to hide my gifts anymore. Like I am going to walk into a room and there is going to be someone that's going to judge me no matter what. There's nothing that I could do about it. So why am I punishing myself and the rest of the world by dimming my light? Because I don't want to be judged when I'm going to be judged anyways. It's human nature. Yes, it is. And it's their issue, not yours. And that's just, we'd, you know, if we could all go on that judgment detox that Gabby Bernstein talks about, um, it would be a lot of, you know, this world would be a lot nicer and kinder to people, but it is amazing. There are definitely people who judge and people who don't. Um, and the people who judge, I think they're really frustrated. I think mm-hmm. they have a lot of anger and disappointment in their own life. And they feel the only way to feel better is to make others feel kind of crappy and shame on them. It's Yeah. And I love that you said that because that also, rem- that reminds me that whoever's judging you, like they're human too. Totally. They have their own story and they're judging you because of their own pain. Yeah. Said to me, she was like, Next time you meet someone that you're like, Oh, like I have a lot of resistance towards this person, like I don't know, and you're gonna say a judgment about them, really get curious as to why you feel that way. Like, what is there a part of them that maybe you see in yourself or that you don't want to see? Absolutely, (laughs) whatever. I mean, she used different words, but kind of like getting curious and getting accepting of they're that way, whatever word she called them. 
they're that way because they also have a story and they also have pain. Absolutely. And I think even Gabby uses that like we're reflecting our own insecurities or issues when we're seeing it in somebody else. So it's like, oh my gosh, we're doing it. It's like a mirror all around us. The person throwing it at us, the what we're seeing from them, it's our own issue. So yeah, it just everybody yeah. just be a little kinder, give a little yeah. more love. <laughs> just and I totally get it sometimes because I was someone like this. If any if anyone that's listening is like, yeah, but I've come across someone and I don't see that in myself. It's also that you get to get curious of what's deeper. Like, is there a fear? Did you have someone in your family that acted like that? So you have a fear of becoming that way. It doesn't mean like you're a jerk because you're like, oh, I don't like hanging out with this jerk. Correct. So it's like, I feel like people take words so literally and they're like, oh, no, 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 that's not me. But it's like getting curious and being a student of life, which I, I say like any confidence or anything that I've, you know, been able to do has been because of mindset and because I'm constantly open to other opinions and other ways. So speaking of that, um, I know you also as a coach, Mm -hmm. but I also know like me, you also enjoy being coached by others. And I think that phenomenon sometimes boggles people's mind that, well, if you're a coach, why do you have one? And I'm like, exactly. (laughs) That's why, because it's all about continuing to learn about ourselves, our journey, your journey, but we only become better by the more we learn. Exactly. And I know you've had some really cool experiences lately that you've just loved. And I know this could be maybe some of the turning points you've been having. Yeah, I actually, that's so funny. I was thinking about this the other day because one of my mentors was talking about their mentor. And it's like, actually, when you're looking for a coach, maybe you should ask them, do you have a coach? Because (laughs) I actually would prefer to work with someone that also has a coach. Absolutely. When you're you're in this work and you're dedicated to learning and being open and up-leveling, which what what does Tony Robbins say? Like, if we're not growing, we're dying. Yep. So no one is better than anyone else. And people are always on a constant, you know, progress. So of course you would want to have a coach. Hell you yeah. don't have all the answers. <laughs> this is so true. No, and I love that. But it's, I do get that kind of, you know, angle. Like, really? I'm like, I love it. The yeah. more I'm learning, the better I get and the better I feel it's, it's part of the journey. So I'm, I'm thrilled, but I love seeing it with you as well. Yeah. And the thing that I've really um, embraced this year is feedback, which I feel a lot of people in my experience and me being one of them in the past, avoid it. They want to just hear all like the shiny you're doing good. But for me, it's like, I want to hear the feedback and the right coaches will give you the feedback. Like, Hey, you keep doing this and you keep expecting different results. So that's another reason why I love being a coach and also having mentors and coaches because they get to tell you, this is what I'm experiencing that's in your gap. Or you could surround yourself with people that just are going to tell you what you want to hear or never call you forth. And then what do you expect to change? It's about as helpful as the group of people who don't get off the couch that are around you. (laughs) You I'd rather be around the people who are pushing me to grow every day than those who are stagnant and not interested in pursuing anything. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I'm always like, just find something you love. It doesn't matter what your hobby is. doesn't matter what it could be anything, but if it brings you happiness, spend some time doing it daily, weekly, because that will then translate into other parts of your life. 
Um, and I know I can just see you're just glowing. So Sarah and I can see each other while we're chatting and, and we haven't seen each other in a couple months. So it's always really nice. And she's just radiating all this goodness. So I want y'all to feel it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I w- it's funny that you said that because, um, I was just talking, I think I was in doing an interview for entrepreneur magazine and we were talking about this with women, which all the women that are listening as well as you, and as well as what I was like, as well, I keep saying as well, <laughs> is we would be like, we have this thought that like your true friends are the ones that are just like, yeah, you got it. Like, oh no. Like if they don't, if they said that about you, there's something wrong with them. And like the ones that like cry on the floor with you and like eat ice cream with you. But I'm like, you know what? We get to have the ones that will sit on the floor with you for a good amount of time. And then say, we're not doing this anymore and pull you up and be like, this is the truth and pull you forward, call you forth. Don't just sit in it with you, sit in your crap because then you don't get to change. So surrounding yourself with the women and having responsibility for each other to tell each other the truth. Absolutely. Um, I find personally that I sometimes seem a little breather, a timeout from that kind of energy because as someone who's very empathetic and who really, you know wants to always help people. It's just in my nature that I get attracted to people who kind of need that attention. And so I find myself needing to take a break. And then I get really stimulated by somebody who is like hustling and doing something, you know, more than I am. And cause that it's kind of that dynamic that keeps me motivated to keep doing because of course the couch looks good. Of course I'd rather be Netflix and chill, <laughs> but I have work to do and I want to stay in that mode. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's so important. Like you said, like do things that make you happy and be do it, go down a path that you know that when it gets challenging, you're not going to quit yep. because that's like for me. And that's been the biggest shift in my life is that my vision is strongest. So when I don't feel like doing it, yeah, I wake up and don't feel like doing things, of course. But what I'm up to is bigger than that. And so if I was just following the masses and choosing to do things that I really wasn't passionate or that made me happy, it'd be easier to just sit on the couch. Totally. And I wonder, because actually, for those of you who don't know, Sarah was actually the one who challenged me to write a book. Um, and well, I, was, <laughs> I had just, just released my podcast. And that alone to me was like this huge obstacle that I had overtake. And I, I was like, wait a second, I just did something monumental. Why are you not like letting me enjoy this moment? And she's like, no, there's more to do, more to do. And I have to say, it's it's that kind of push that made me do the book because I it wasn't even in my sight line. I, I wasn't even thinking about it at that moment, but it was something that she said, you know, if you're doing this, you should do this and then you should go here. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't even see that because I was so stuck in my current space um, that I wasn't even looking to the next step. And what I love about that is that I did it. (laughs) I actually did something that I had never planned on doing, didn't know how the heck to do it, but it was actually Sarah who was instrumental in like pushing me along. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. You got this. You got this. So thank you, Sarah, um, for for doing that. And even before we jumped on, you were telling me like what the direction that the book is going and yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Surrounding yourself with those people that will be like, Hey, like you are meant for more. Have you thought about this? And you're like, Oh yeah. And then 
here you are. Because that's the kind of energy I need to be around. Now, again, everyone's different. Everyone's going to find something even in this conversation we're having that they relate to. Other parts of it, they're like, whatever, I'd rather be on the couch and watching Netflix. And that's okay. But there are people out there listening who want more. And Sarah and I are here to say, one, we support you. And two, we encourage you because to constantly be challenged and trying to do things that are outside your comfort zone. um, Yes, they're hard. (laughs) It's never easy, but it feels so damn good after you finish. It does. It feels so good. And anything that's going to make you grow is going to be challenging. Absolutely. Uh, And again, nothing's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Even the people that are listening are like, no, I want to sit on the couch. Like I will challenge the fact that deep down they really don't want to. They just feel like that's their option. Well, and it's safer and it's easier and it makes more sense to sit on the couch because why would I want to be uncomfortable? Why would I want to do something I don't know how to do? I mean, I get that pushback all the time with clients and team members. And I'm like, Cause you're better than this. Cause you can do it, but you're not going to know until you try. Exactly. And like I said at the beginning, both Sarah and I have stumbled a bunch of times. Yep. Um, n- nothing was Instagrammable perfect about our starts at all, <laughs> and it's still and not that still way. Have times of struggle, and you know, absolutely. But I'm proud of that. Yeah. I think that's what also makes us interesting that there's multi levels to our life, that it's not just one note. We didn't just do one thing. Yeah. We've always tried and challenged ourselves to do other things. And I know similarly, we both started working as teenagers. Mm -hmm. What was your first job? Oh my gosh. This is so funny. So I was, I was really interested in my dad's company because he was an entrepreneur. So I was always in the office watching things and coming up with ideas. But then my first job was a hostess and like, I didn't even pick up my paycheck, which is so weird. I have not uncovered that mindset back then because I've always been, and I had been volunteering and doing nonprofit stuff since I was really little. So I think I just thought at that time, like, you're just supposed to like work and give back and money doesn't matter. And then of course, you know, money matters and you get to make it and you get to use it for good. So things have changed in that mindset. But for some reason, I mean, I was just, again, born into this world with really big dreams, beliefs, like having a heart to give back and then, you know, getting pushed down saying that you can't do this and who are you to do this? And no, women don't do that. And you're going to get married. You don't have to worry about it. And just making, dedicating to my life, to making choices, to keep moving forward. And when those beliefs come up now to this day, I'm like, what is really the truth? And where does that come from? It's beautiful. Yeah. And Oh my gosh, my favorite thing. I was just talking to someone earlier. My favorite thing for anyone that's listening, <laughs> like, oh, easier said than done. I'm like, you're right. It's easier not to do or not to try what you and I are saying. Of yes, course. it's easier, but it's more difficult to stay where you are. Even when you're on Netflix. Hey, I like Netflix. I have my shows that I watch. I do too, but I also don't want to be stuck. Right. It's, I, that's never felt good to me. For me, it's harder to make the choice not to do it than to try it. Absolutely. And I'd rather try it and it not be perfect. I mean, I joke. I mean, 
and you know this too. I released a podcast that kind of flopped as we sit here talking. The launch was not as magical and spectacular as I had hoped. It ended up coming out over the holidays, which was very tough because everyone was traveling. Um, and then my you book, every obstacle like possible. Totally. But I'm still here. That's what I, I laugh. I'm like, I'm still here. My book came out. I don't know how we picked the state the same day that Rachel Hollis's second book came out. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Her pre-order had like clobbered the market. There was no way in heck that this was ever going to even register in any rating, but I'm okay with that. I came out Rachel and I came out on the same day. I'm yeah. very proud of the fact that we share the same release date. See, um, that's a part of choices. Like you're choosing to look at it that way. And even Rachel Hollis as an example for everyone that's heard her story. Wasn't this like her eighth girl book? Her face was yeah. like her sixth, eighth book. Yeah. yeah. And she's had those struggles. And it wasn't just like I put out my book and I was like a sensation overnight and everyone got my message. Like, no, absolutely not. And she talks about it in particular in this book. It's actually, it's actually interesting. Whoever is listening to Rachel's or reading Rachel's and you need to come read mine. Cause it's funny. We talk about a lot of the same things. Oh my gosh. I like heard. word for word. I'm like, whoa. Um, yes. I'm so I'm oh, in good awesome. company. I came out on the same day. That is really cool. So I take that as a compliment. And I yeah. love it because when you're on Amazon and you see my book, hers is right below it. So it's a good, it's good That's company so to be cool. in. <laughs> That's actually really amazing. Or I could be under the covers crying and you'd be yeah. having to like figure out how to find me. Yes. So what's the point of that? Exactly. I'm just going to keep putting out the message because it's going to get to the right people as they need it. And the next book or the next version of this book um, will have a bigger audience, but I'm okay with it. I did it. Yes. Which is like the thing I'm saying, guys, it's like, I did something I didn't know I could do. I had no idea how to do it, but I did it anyway. And yes, it was uncomfortable. Yes, it was hard. Yes, it was difficult. But look how it feels now. Like they can't see us, but just <laughs> we're me. raising the roof. <laughs> we were talking about it before we came. Like that feeling is priceless. It is. It's worth everything. So I hope we're encouraging you guys to try something you've never done before and know that you have people in your corner who are rooting you on, who want you to bring light and joy to this crazy world we're all living in. Yeah. 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 Hey, are you just planning one of those lovely talks like you did last year in Europe again? Oh my gosh. I will be back in London. I don't know the exact date, but we were just talking about that last week. So again, Sarah, when she does it, she does it big. And so her (laughs) (laughs) talks, um, the last one you did, it was in London last spring and it looked, or was it, wait, when, wait, wait, when did you, oh no, you went in the winter, like November, December. It looked so gorgeous. So the location you found to have your amazing date there, it looked so beautiful. So I've been envisioning you going back and having another event in a location like that. Oh my God. Well, thank you for doing that. (laughs) I'm all about the manifestation and the visualization. And so absolutely, you're you're adding to that frequency. We're going to keep bringing it on. I know. I love it. I want to make sure people know that where to find you, any other projects you might have on the horizon that you want to share. And honestly, if you have any 
anecdotes you'd like to share before I ask you our last question? Yeah. So speaking of Instagram, I'm yeah. always on there. I absolutely love it. Um, my handles at girl talk network and you'll see the announcement for my women empowerment event that I was talking about. And then you'll see the announcement for the show, just all the things to bring us all together and, you know, connect and just not do this alone. Wonderful. You know, part of my mission with Girl Talk and the reason that I branded my personal brand Girl Talk was to change the meaning of what Girl Talk meant and just to have it be an empowering conversation where we get to break stereotypes and myths that are out there. And so my Instagram and everything that I do surrounds that. It's beautiful. Are you still working with the UN? So that was um, just an award that I got. Oh, I'm sorry. So Sarah you. got an award from the UN about her amazing <laughs> work. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to do more and how, whatever that looks like. I mean, one of my bigger dreams is to be a mayor as well. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. come have things that I'm striving for. So maybe a few years next time I'm on the podcast, I might be mayor of... The beach community you live in. I think that's an awesome idea. I could see it. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So a little thing we do here um, at the end of our episodes is kind of a playful reminder from my past. Um, It's a game I used to play when I was an agent, which is which actor would portray you in the story of your life? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. Thank you. Oh, okay. So I've always loved Angelina Jolie. All right. So I love that. And I love Scarlett Johansson. There you go. Did you see her recently? Oh, my, on the red carpet. Holy crap. For this Avengers movie that just came out. I don't think she's ever looked better and just like spectacular, like work of art. I don't know what she's doing or how she's doing it, but holy moly. Oh, I need to go look. Yeah. I think she's gorgeous. I think that is a phenomenal person to play you in the story of your life. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) She's smart. She's beautiful. And uh, she's got it going on. Yeah. She's awesome. So if you're listening, Scarlett, if there's ever a movie. (laughs) (laughs) There will be. There will be for sure. For sure. You're too good not to. Oh my gosh. I love you. Really. (laughs) I need to talk to you. I love this. Oh, guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode with the lovely Sarah Pendrick. Um, Again, we'll make sure that you have all the details on how to find her on Instagram and her webpage. But know that Sarah is always out there bringing light and empowering women. And we're here to encourage you to be like Sarah. (laughs) Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. And that is it.